The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson. Thanks for tuning in. Wherever you may be, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, or if you're listening to one of our podcasts of uh, this past episode on 1069thefan.com or wherever podcasts may be found. Boy, did you see the attention that Mark Ziegler's interview got you yesterday? That thing blew up everywhere. San Diego, California, I mean, everywhere. I was good to have Mark on uh, talk some uh, college football and college basketball and the circumstances in California. Good yeah, stuff. that was really good. Yeah, awesome. Um, regarding that, uh, the Mountain West, a really well interesting piece on the Athletic by Chris Vanini. Um, Heather Dinich also participated in it uh, or contributed. Um, excuse me, Nicole Arbach. Sorry, Nicole Arbach uh, participated in the in the piece. Heather Dinich doesn't write for the Athletic um, uh, about the MAC and the Mountain West return to play, some of the decisions and, and discussion that's taking place um, and in both of those conferences, um, it looks like the, the Pac-12, they're expected to have some discussions this weekend. They may have an announcement uh, early next week. At one point, it was looking like maybe late October, but it may be more like early November. Uh, for the Pac-12, and it could be a similar situation for the Mountain West as well because there are some schools that sent their players home. They haven't allowed anybody on campus, so they don't even have players on campus doing workouts. Utah State's benefited from doing drills and being in the weight room. Even though they're not playing, they know they're not working towards a a first-week opponent they can still work on some things. That's not the case at every school in the Mountain West, nor is it the case in the Pac-12. So they know they're going to need at least five, six weeks of, of ramp-up to get everybody ready so that they don't have adverse, additional adverse injuries when these games resume. Yeah, that's Eric, it's so fluid, and you just don't know what the result's going to be. Uh I mean, Baylor-Houston being postponed. That game was scrambled together and just... It didn't take long, but it was scrambled together, and now it has to be postponed because of COVID-19 issues. That's And, and that's the crazy part, Eric, is that even if we start a season in the Mountain West Conference, as careful as everybody has been and as careful as the athletic department has been and making sure that they do this right, that doesn't guarantee us that we're going to finish the season. That's the scary part to all of it. We might start, but we don't know if we're going to finish. That's where I'm worried the most right now. Or if, I mean, games get pushed back. I mean, our Mountain West Conference Championship game, Eric, is six days before Christmas Day. Right, that's what there, there's a stadium reported that Mountain West is exploring an eight-game schedule with December 19th as a conference title game. To Ugh. do that, they need to start in almost a month. Yeah, from now. Yeah, you're, and I think they were saying what the twenty fourth or thirty first as possible dates. It can't be any later than that. I mean, and but then Eric, what if you have postponements of games? What if? You well, ha- you just have a game that's canceled. You don't make it up. 
There's no way you can, right? right? If you're gonna if you're gonna be dead set on we're gonna have our conference title game on the nineteenth, there's no other option. Yeah, that's that's, that's where the biggest as, problem is. It, because if me. you want to make yourself available to postseason bowl games or the college football playoff or New Year's six, they have to be done by the nineteenth. <laughs> Six days before Christmas. Yeah, it, uh, it's going to be tough. So they would need to start October 24th. And So, okay, let me ask you, is there a limit, like a cap, that you put on it? If this many games is canceled in Mount West Conference, we can't play anymore. Do you put a cap on that? Or do you say, look, whatever happens, happens? I think they just say whatever happens, happens. Oh, man. Try to get in as many games as possible. Possible. Uh, in a statement, Wyoming President Ed Seidel said, due to recent advances in COVID-19 testing technology and in light of the decision by the Big Ten Conference to return to competition in October, I'm hopeful we will find a safe path forward to get our athletics programs back in business. Uh, Wyoming AD Tom Berman also added, we're not able to announce anything right now, but be assured that we're doing everything we can to make it happen. Boise State AD, Kurt Apsey, on Wednesday, and we talked about this in the comment from the, in the Idaho statement, Statesman. Stay tuned, but I'm more confident and more positive than I've ever been. Close quote. Hmm. So if the Mountain West is going to decide to do something, they've got to make a decision within the next week. A Fresno State never brought their players back back in the summer for workouts. Fresno County only recently dropped below a 9% positive rate, which frankly is lower than a lot of places in Utah right now. Uh, San Diego County, as we heard yesterday, there were problems there. Uh, Hawaii, their governor announced on Wednesday that travelers can bypass quarantine with a negative test Beginning October 15th. Wait, by when? October 15th. If you get a negative test, you can bypass the 14-day quarantine they already have for, for travelers. Okay. Uh, but here's the other thing. Air Force has already gone out and scheduled games. Yeah, we got to figure out what... So wait, when's their, uh, when's their two games versus Army and Navy? So they're scheduled to play Navy October 3rd. That shouldn't conflict. No, we should be all right there. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, Colorado Springs Gazette is reporting that dozens of Air Force players have explored a provision to leave the academy this semester. Oh, no. If the Mountain West plays this fall, it needs to figure out if that will include everyone. So is that why Air Force was on the maybe list? Yeah. That's got to be explained why then. Because Air Force has already gone out and scheduled games. But... Not everybody's on board to play those games. So messy. What a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's just the way it's going to be, man. You're going to see this is a roller coaster, right? We're going to start up here. We're going to go down here. We're going to be back up here. We're going to be down here. From the people I've talked to, they think that we are, you know, 24th or 31st is definitely, hopeful 
there's I mean it's not guaranteed right now. We haven't heard any guaranteed announcements from anybody. But it's hopeful. Could Utah State begin play on the twenty fourth? Yes. Could Fresno? I think that I don't know. I really don't think so. Those they got a whole team that hasn't been a part of any organized lifting, any organized practicing. You don't know who your young guys look like. And you got a, a relatively new coach there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> who is the coach again? Because Tedford... Um, Tedford retired. left. He retired. Did he retire? Yeah. Who was there? Oh, it was Rocky Long, right? That went to New Mexico as a DC now? Yep. Left San Diego State. Uh, by the way, Air Force, they've got a game scheduled against Navy on the 3rd, and then they have a game scheduled at Army on November 7th. So that would be That'd right be in con- the middle of. Yeah. So maybe maybe they figure out Air Force starts a week earlier. So they could fit that the, Army game still in there. Yeah. But somebody else would have to start early with it. Yeah, them. I was going to say, someone else would start. And somebody else would and have a bye week. And if it's a team like Fresno State, if it's a team like um, – It'd have to be San a team State. that's already yeah. ready. Yeah, you have to. You have to look at a team like Utah State, Boise um, State, Boise State. Who else am I missing? Colorado State, or is Colorado State still in? Are they having? I think Colorado too? State's been okay. Are they okay? <laughs> Speaking of Colorado, we saw we saw this uh, during the break. Um, the uh, not a head coach, but basically, you know, one of the assistants, the guy that's in, involved with uh, operations for the Colorado Buffaloes, organizes a team hike. Okay, it's an outdoor event. It's active, getting guys outside. <laughs> Apparently, there was a hundred of them that went, and somebody in Boulder saw them and has cited them for violating a health order. That's nuts. I mean, that's such a Pac-12 thing that that would happen. You're hiking. You're outside. But because they were close together and they were not wearing masks, someone gave them a citation. There's always got to be that one dude or one person out there. It's got to be like, hey, I'm the police. I am the COVID police. Respect my authority. Uh, but speaking of Pac-12, uh, they had their meeting with the – they call them CEOs of the meeting, and that's stupid. But there's been no news or decisions from the Pac-12 tonight. That was expected, by the way. They didn't think they were going to have any announcements or anything like that tonight. So, good for them. Yeah, they've got to figure out uh, testing protocols, medical protocols, travel protocols. When can we start? When can we finish? When are we going to do a, a championship game? Yeah, a lot of things to consider. Uh, Big Ten has not announced their schedule yet, so there's still a lot that's that's spinning out there for the Big Ten, Pac-12, MAC, and Mountain West. Hey, did you see there's this video by SEC Shorts? Have you watched these at all? They make fun of the Pac-12 the whole entire time, like, Every video they're making fun of the Pac-12, <laughs> but it's these, like no. it's so it's uh, you have to watch it at break. But um, you know it's these people who wear these conference shirts, SEC, Big Ten, or whatever, and they uh, 
they act out as the conference, you know, and, and how they react to whatever's going on right now between the Power Five conferences. And, dude, they just blast the Pac-12 every time. They just absolutely murder them. <laughs> That's brutal. Oh. And the thing is, the Pac-12 deserves it. Like, it's not like they've done anything great. The Big Ten's like, hey, we're in. You know, we're going to be able to fix this. And Pac-12 says, hey, you know what? We were in the whole time. But you know what the problem is with the Pac-12? They were the first to make this announcement about this deal uh, or arrangement with this, yeah. this t- organization that could do rapid, regular testing. They had the opportunity to get out in front of the Big Ten, but instead they're like, yeah, we're going to have this available at the end of the month. We'll, Take our sweet time here. We'll see you then. And then the Big Ten's <laughs> like, you know what? I think we're going to do something here. We, we think we can figure it out. And the Pac-12's over here on the other side that's saying, oh, crap. Well, why didn't we do that? And they're left looking silly. And then the governor's saying, yeah, you can play. There's nothing that says you can't play. But you got to do five on five. Like, or you got to oh play word. against, you got to have mental exercises. You cannot play a full 11 on 11 in practice. Use which your is virtual headset. Just, that's just nuts practicing. to me. How stupid could you honestly be to say something like that? Use your tackling dummy to get ready. Hey, I want you to see that guy right there. No, coach. No. Do you see the guy? Use your the imagination. Linebacker. No, I don't see. There's nobody right there. Go tackle him. Who? That's what it's going to be. You're going to have everybody in the Pac-12 thinking they're Uncle Rico. (laughs) Like, everybody thinks the Pac-12's on drugs. Wait until you see their practices when they're tackling air, and there's nobody (laughs) there, and they're celebrating, and they're talking trash to the lawn. If only coach would have put me in the game. Would have been the state champion. I would have gone pro. I would have gone pro. (laughs) Jeez. That's where we're at here. 2020. There's always something you can relate to Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. By the way, I hated that movie, too. You're on drugs. No way. No way. Eric. That is an American classic. That is a a movie where you do drugs, and you're like, hey, it's a great movie. Do do you remember Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? Yes. That is exactly what the style of Napoleon Dynamite is. Absolute drugs, but you think it's funny. There is nothing that he says. I mean, the ending is so I would horrible. think it would be a great movie even if it wasn't filmed in Cache Valley. No, it's... Eric, the ending of the movie has a guy hitting a tetherball at a million miles an hour. That's the ending of the movie. But he's in, in moon boots. I'm, like, that's supposed to be funny, though? In the summer. That's supposed to be funny. I'm way out of it, then. I'm way out of the loop. You actually found that an entertaining movie? There's no way. You're joking There's with such me. subtle nuance. It's awesome. Like what? The boondoggles being made? <laughs> hey, we need to give away some bread. Oh, shoot. It's 516. Old Gristmill bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview Ridgeline game last night. If you know what that bread and butter play of the game was, 435-752-1069 here on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Well, congratulations to Neil Murray. He called in and correctly identified the Old Grist Mill bread and butter play of the game from last night's contest between Skyview and Ridgeline. What a game. 
great game from both teams. It's just one of those that you hate to see the game end. Ultimately, somebody has to be declared the winner. Um, wow. Hard-fought game in a lot of different areas, offensively, defensively. I really have to give a lot of credit to special teams for Skyview. That was the difference in the game. And that was what the bread and butter play of the game was. It was that blocked field goal picked up by Isaac Larson, a Utah State football commit, and ran it back for a touchdown. Um, Ridgeline was in control of the game. Skyview blocks that uh, field goal attempt, run it back for a touchdown. They go up early, and uh, eventually they, they hold on and get the win with the uh, field goal late in the fourth quarter as well. But, but uh, that Isaac Larson return was the bread and butter play of the game. So congratulations to Neil Murray and uh, four loaves of bread from the old grist mill. Remember to listen to every high, uh, Skyview High School football game and pay attention to what the uh, bread and butter play of the game is. And then the following day when we're on the air, usually on Mondays, uh, but that's when we will call out to see if you recall what it was, get it right, you get some bread. Uh, as a reminder, so that game was last night. We got a full schedule of games tonight. Mountain Crest hosting Green Canyon. That's going to be on 107.7 FM, also on 100.9 FM. AJ Knight on the call for that game. A couple different places to listen to it. Uh, we've got uh, Logan versus Bear River. Al Lewis on the call for that one on KVNU 610 AM, 102.1 FM. But if you want to listen to the Bear River uh, side of things, you can tune into 104.9 in Boxer the County. Clint Payne on the call for that one. So uh, those are the other Region 11 games on the schedule. A couple other games we're going to be paying attention to throughout northern Utah and southeast Idaho. Uh, Box Elder is hosting Viewmont tonight. Two teams, both in need of a win. Box Elder's had a few really close games. They're one and two in games decided by a touchdown or less. Uh, they did win last week in a one-point victory over Farmington. So Box Elder hoping to pick up some momentum tonight. Uh, Bear Lakes at Ryrie. Rich is at Leighton Christian. Uh, Preston is at Blackfoot. Westside at Cole Valley Christian. So a lot of road games for these teams. Uh, Malad is at West Jefferson. Uh, don't forget, uh, later on uh, this evening, early tomorrow, we'll have the full scoreboard updated on cashvalleydaily.com. And uh, on the... RPI rankings get updated. We will post those as well. So big, big evening tonight for high school football in the area. Uh, lots of options, a lot of choices, unless you uh, uh, wanted to see what's going on for those. And we also said a couple things to note also. Um, you've heard the promos during our breaks here. We've got some interesting games on schedule for this weekend here on The Fan. A really good college football game. Honestly, the, the best on the schedule with what's going on tomorrow for college football. We got number 17 Miami and number 18 Louisville squaring off. And we'll have the pregame coverage starting at 5, kickoff about 5.30 on that matchup. And uh, that college football game will be heard here on the fan with Compass Radio Networks. And then on Sunday, can the Chiefs continue to roll? Can the Chargers, how are they going to do in their new stadium? Uh, and some changes that they've made. No more uh, Rivers. There, Philip Rivers is no longer under center. So, what are the Chargers going to look like? So, that's going to be a big matchup. Pre-game uh, and our broadcast is going to begin at about one forty-five on Sunday uh, for those games. And looking in the NFL schedule for this weekend, uh, the another really big one that I'm going to be paying attention to: uh, Las Vegas and the Raiders in their first home, their first game 
uh, in their new arena. Granted, there won't be any fans. They're not going to allow any fans in there, but uh, that's going to be on Monday night between the, the Raiders and the Saints. And I think that could be a really interesting game. The Raiders looked good in week one. Saints had a big test against Tampa Bay and looked really good offensively and defensively. So a big matchup on Monday night. I think there's also a great showdown on Sunday night between the Patriots and the Seahawks. Um, and, Ajay, are there any other games on the NFL schedule that really kind of jump out at you that could be uh, maybe sleeper games to really watch for? Oh, man, you know, that's so tough because I feel like you mentioned the three best games, right? Derek Carr and this Raiders team that's finally getting some momentum offensively and has a good defense versus a very potent offense and Drew Brees and the Saints. Of course, my Patriots versus everybody's, including your Seahawks, because of one certain defensive player on that side of the ball. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, man, besides Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield, I don't, let me actually, let me, I, I'll tell you one game that really could be, uh, could be really interesting. The Rams at the Eagles. Why? The Vegas odds makers have Philadelphia as a one point to win that game. Really? Evenly matched. Uh, Rams. Got a week one win over Dallas. Uh, was that more about mistakes by Dallas or good plays by L.A.? Uh, Eagles kind of messed up in, in week one. Can they bounce back? Uh, and one other game that I think could be really interesting to pay attention to is uh, the game between the uh, the Vikings and the Colts. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, Phillip Rivers in new location. You got a, a good quarterback battle. But uh, how's everything else going to play out around them? I think that's going to be an interesting one in Indiana. Uh, I think the Lions and Packers could also be just a tad bit of triggering because you never know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do to Detroit. He's won, he's won games on Hail Marys. He's won games throwing for 450 yards. He's won games just – he thrives playing the pack or excuse me, playing the Lions. Absolutely thrives. Another game of interest, Falcons and Cowboys. Dak mm. Prescott and this team needs to pick themselves up off the ground. Matt Ryan and this squad, I mean, he throws 37 of 54 for 450 yards, and they still lose. Uh, this Falcons defense is not good at all, but this this Cowboys offense just feels like they've been in a rut, it seems like, at times. Uh, I, I felt like CeeDee Lamb was really good last week. Amari Cooper was good last week. Dak Prescott was good, but it's just the game management and such. It, I don't know. Interesting to see if the Cowboys can actually rebound off of a really heartbreaking loss on like what last Sunday night, right? Uh, and to see if how bad this Falcons team really is. A lot of NFL games. Uh, again, we're going to have a, a really good one here on the Fan Sunday: Chargers and Chiefs, uh, and uh, we'll have that broadcast start at about one forty-five. Kickoff is scheduled to be at about two twenty-five. Uh, and honestly, I don't. I don't know what our local CBS and Fox affiliates are going to be showing in our area, but um, sure, it's going to be like Denver and some crappy team. The Broncos are at the Steelers. That's a crappy game, Eric. Don't get excited about it. <laughs> I think I think Pittsburgh will take care of business there. Um, for the college uh, football schedule, uh, as we mentioned, there's a really juicy matchup that we're going to have on Saturday afternoon, starting at about five o'clock. Uh, Miami and Louisville, mm. um, and it's uh, really the, I'm not mistaken, that's the only top 25 matchup that's on the schedule. Uh, uh, BYU, BYU and Army, Army was postponed. Yeah, it's it's postponed. not happening. So the only 
game between two top 25 teams. Uh, that's uh, number 17, Miami, at number 18, Louisville. It's going to be on ABC, a kickoff at 5.30, but we're going to have the full play-by-play broadcast here on The Fan starting at 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I'm interested to see, actually, if this Louisville offense is as good as it's been advertised, if it's actually real. And Miami's defense is pretty darn good, especially in the secondary. Really athletic defenders. In fact, I think uh, they have a safety. I think two of their starters, by the way, are four-star recruits. And so, I mean, offensively, we'll see what Louisville's made of. It is, it is in Louisville, Kentucky at Cardinal Stadium. But uh, I like Miami in this matchup, and I don't even know if it's that close. I think another sleeper that could be really intriguing, Georgia Tech, Central Florida. Oh, Georgia Tech's home opener. Uh, Tech beat Florida State 16-13. to I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Central Florida is ranked 14th. I think Tech could play a spoiler here. Yeah. Uh, who the fetch knows with Georgia Tech, man? They show up for some games, but then there's games where you just wonder where the heck they are. <laughs> and that's been like, and that really is the case. Well, I mean, they've they've had a couple chances to uh, have an opportunity to play in a game, and the winner goes to the ACC championship, and they don't even show up. They get blown out. And so I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what Georgia Tech team shows up. Uh, well, it's one of the games we have. Houston and Baylor got postponed, right? So that's yeah, last out the minute. window. Yep, that's too bad. Actually, I was kind of looking forward to that game. That would have been a high score. Yeah, they were kind of well. scrambling last minute to try to do game prep. That's no, it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, there's not really a lot of, if I may be with all due respect, not a lot of great games on next this upcoming Saturday. So luckily, we got the good one because it, in fact. Eric, in week four is when it gets really good. In week four, you get matchups like... Uh, well, that's when the SEC really starts yep, going. Florida's at Ole Miss. Kentucky's at Auburn. That's a ranked uh, matchup. Uh, you got Texas and Texas Tech at Texas Tech and Lubbock. You got Cincinnati and Army, 22 versus 13. Uh, Alabama's at Missouri. Uh, there are so many good matchups in week four. I, I, and, of course, you got... Uh, the what many people have presumed to be the national champions, uh, BYU hosting Troy. Here's a list of games that have been canceled or postponed for this week. Charlotte at North Carolina has been canceled. BYU at Army has been postponed. Houston at Baylor has been postponed. Florida Atlantic at Georgia Southern has been postponed. Central Arkansas at Arkansas State has been postponed. And you're going to see weeks like that through the rest of the college football season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they all planned on that as well. Yep. And I think they're, my opinion, again, this is just the opinion of Eric, is that it's better to get started now. There's going to be disruption. There's going to be games that get postponed or just canceled. But I think it's better to get games in uh, as many as you can because um, I don't know that it's going to be dramatically – better later. So I think you try to do what you can to get games in. Granted, I say that as the state of Utah is like one of the hot spots in the country right now. Well, a certain spot in the state of Utah is right now one of the hottest it's spots of the driving country. It, yes. If they would stop and quit with their agenda and follow directions, we wouldn't be in the situation. And you know what the amazing thing is? Is uh, 
I know BYU had their game against Army postponed, but I'm surprised they haven't had more. And they might have more. I mean, they have a home game versus Troy in two weeks. Or I guess next, next Saturday. Week. Next, I mean, next week. If cases continue to go up, yikes. I don't know if you can send Troy from Alabama all the way across the country to play BYU. That's two games you've lost. Well, yeah, it's it's a, a matter of what the, the BYU personnel situation is. Not what's necessarily going on in their community, but if BYU is case-free. But, yeah, good luck with that. What's going on right now down in Utah County? You um, see, hey, by the way, do you think we make it? If we have a Mountain West Conference football season, if there's a Pac-12 football season, do you think they make it? Do you think they finish? I think so. Because the last last half of your season, you're going to not have hardly any students on campus. It'll be mostly just the teams yeah, that's true. on campus doing things. Dude, it's going to be cold at those games, though. <laughs> it's, it's like that every year. Except uh, for an extra week or two in December. Yeah. Everything's going to be like it's normally been. Still going to be brutal. Because it isn't like there's supposed to be like a longer snow year, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I don't know. Can't say that I uh, re- religiously read the Farmer's Almanac. Oh, okay. You freaking calm down. All right. No, I'm just saying, I don't know what the. What is it supposed to say? What's it? The groundhog said it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Ajay, the... Um, what? What? You got some beaking news? Uh, well, it's not in sports related, but... Okay, hit me with it. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Who? Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passed away at her home in Washington, D.C. She's been battling pancreas, uh, pancreatic cancer. She was 87 years old. Hey, do you know what's crazy? Is that Judge Judy still, like, going? What is she, like, 85? Judge Judy? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how old Judge Judy is. She's getting up there. Hey, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Another doozy in the Eastern Conference. And now we're, we're, we've are we been playing high, uh, Sky... Oh, boy, I can't speak. We've been playing NBA playoff games. We've been watching NBA playoff games for about five weeks now. So what have been the five best playoff games so far? Did you rank yours? I did. Fetch. And I have a lot of honorable mentions. Okay. Sounds good to me. So, Ajay, you have three minutes to rank your Friday five best. I have my five. got to rank them. Okay. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Feel free to text in 435-339-0321 on the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, and Ajay Salveson, Full Court Press. Boy, these uh, do not bet against these 
Miami Heat. They continue to defy the odds. And uh, another great performance, gritty performance against the Boston Celtics jumped. Uh, Boston had the the control in the first half. Um, and uh, Miami was down double digits. But hey. they rallied back. They had a huge third quarter and uh, did what they needed to do to secure and hold on to win, beating Boston 106-101, to and Boston just exploded on each other in the locker room afterwards. And so some controversy with Boston and what's going on with their team. And um, you know, afterwards, Jalen Brown said, hey, it's uh, you know, the, the biggest, seemed to be the, the biggest instigator, the guy that was most on fire and most animated after the game with, with, the, with his teammates uh, was uh, Marcus Smart. But Jalen Brown saying, hey, that's just who he is, and we love him for it. I think that's why we love, that's why we love Marcus. Um, you know, he plays with passion. He's full of fire, and that's what I love about him most, to be honest. You know, he, he has that desire and that will, and we need him to, to continue to have that, you know. Um, it's ups and downs with families all the time, but, you know, we embrace each other for who we are. And who Marcus is, I love him for. So we got to get ready to come back, take that same fire, and uh, add it to game three. Here's big the deal, thing. little deal. Yeah, here's no the deal. thing: is it is a big deal because Marcus Smart continues to be a distraction and a problem for his own basketball team. Uh, besides what happened last night, how has he been a distraction for them? I, he's he been just, a great defender. Uh, he's hit some big okay, shots so on for them. court. He's been really good. You're right. Offensively, defensively, he's been superb. Off the court, though, it's things that he says, comments that he makes. Sometimes he's not the best locker room teammate, and that creates a distraction. Uh, I was reading an article. It sounds like it's not the first time that nothing to this escalation has happened, but small little blow-ups have occurred, minor blow-ups, and it's been started by Marcus Smart. And it just, I mean, that's a problem. Like, you can be a great basketball player on the court, absolutely, but if you're a problem in the locker room, that's a bigger issue than being a better, ba- good basketball player on the court. It does. It, I mean, it's hard to have done. My question is, is Boston in serious trouble here? Um, the short answer is no, not yet. Okay. Uh, for two reasons. One, Brad Stevens got his, his team leaders together late last night afterwards. After they'd cooled down, he called them together so they could talk things out, air grievances, get on the same page, and prepare for game three. Number two, Gordon Hayward has been upgraded to questionable for game three. He may actually play in limited minutes in Game Three. Is he, he going to help? Returning to Boston. Is he going to help? I think he does help for a couple of reasons. Uh, he's a he's a good basketball player. He was having a really good year in Boston, probably his best year in Boston this past season. Uh, shipping Kyrie Irving out really helped Gordon Hayward flourish. But um, yeah, I, I think he helps them offensively. I think he, I don't know if he really helps him a ton defensively, though he's probably a better impact player on the court than some of the guys they potentially could bring off the bench. But he helps in rotations. He gives some of those other guys a break. Some of those guys have not had very many breaks at all. So introducing Gordon Hayward into the mix gives Jalen Brown a breather, gives Marcus Smart a breather, 
And it maybe even some occasions gives Jason Tatum a breather. Here's the problem, though, is I don't know with his – he's had the leg injury. He's had the sprained ankle. I don't – Wrist. Wrist as well. I don't know if he's going to be that much of help because of his health. That he's going to be a liability on the court defensively. He's going to be a lot of uh, – and, I mean, maybe he does score here and there, but – defensively is where the problem is, Eric. Defensively, and if he's guarding Jimmy Butler, it's going to just turn into a massacre. You're going to need somebody who can stop Jimmy Butler. Right now they have nobody, and Gordon Hayward's not going to help you anymore. Well, Boston had three guys that scored 20 points or more. So they don't, Yeah, but they don't need help offensively. They need help defensively. Butler only scored 14 points last night. But he still hit some big shots. So I thought they did a pretty good job of slowing him down. Well, the other part, it's just that they didn't. Goran Dragic has been playing great. Well, see, that's the thing is like if Jimmy Butler's not going to play, I mean, fourteen points isn't horrible, but you're asking. I mean, then you got to worry about Tyler Harrow. You got to hear. You got to worry about Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson. Duncan goes Robinson crazy has been from wonderful. The it's more than just Jimmy Butler here, and that's and in fact, I think Jimmy Butler made those comments yesterday in the post game that look, it's not just me. I've had some great teammates that stepped up big time here, especially their big men. I, Bam Bam's been incredible in the, in this playoff run. So twenty one and ten, four assists, two steals, one block. He had twenty one and ten again. Yep. Jeez, I, I, it's just a freaking playground with him. That that's what's amazing. And can you give me? You said three twenty plus point scores last night for Boston. For Boston, yeah. Who were they? And who Tatum had twenty one. Okay. Uh, Kemba Walker had 23, one of his better games. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jalen Brown had 21. You got to find, so they need one more. I mean, did anybody else have? Marcus Smart had 14, so he was in double digits. He helped. Uh, Cantor, nine points off the bench. He was a defensive liability, but he actually ended up as a plus seven (laughs) on the night, which is weird. And uh, Wanamaker. Uh, had seven points. I'm kind of impressed with Wanamaker, by the way. He doesn't. Does like, it feel like- you don't see it on the scoreboard with him, but you definitely see it in regards of how he uh, um, he plays defensively and just the movement he brings uh, defensively. I still don't know if, if this is enough to get them over the Heat. Like, if the Heat win Game Three, this thing I believe would be over. Tatum played 42 minutes. See, that's the problem with Boston. I, that's just, always not, been the problem with them, though. They're, they're not giving – they're going to run out of steam. Yeah, well, I mean, They're not even going to – games one and two were decided closely, but they went to Miami, and these guys keep playing all these extended minutes. The longer the series goes, Miami's going to create more separation, and these games won't be close. Well, Brad Stevens, tr- I mean, trudged his starters through a brutal game six and game seven, where in game six they played – I mean, from the third quarter on – or late in the third quarter with 25 seconds, all the way through the double overtime, he didn't sub one guy out. Then they went through a Game 7. Now they're playing the Miami Heat, who have been rested, and they have a little bit of a deeper bench, where Spolstra, as Spolstra has always done, he always goes to his bench. He's been a bench guy throughout his head coaching career. Learned that from Greg Popovich. And so he uses his bench, and that's just his, as you said, it's been a problem for Boston. That's, that's who Brad Stevens has always been. That's never changed. Nobody played more than 36 minutes for Miami. See, that's incredible. And um, Boston had three starters that played 38 minutes or more. Hmm. 
So that's a major problem. Um, Audrey, let's do this quick timeout. When we come back, what are the best playoff games so far? I'm interested to of hear 2020. Yours. Yeah, I'm excited. Love about to this. get your thoughts on that. Um, we'll have to get the thoughts of our listeners as well. Feel free to text us in who some of the games that have really stood out to you so far in these NBA playoffs. Four three five three three nine. 0321 on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Tonight in the NBA playoffs, game one in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Neither team taking each other lightly. At least that's what they're saying. Anthony Davis saying he's excited to play up and match up against Nikola Jokic. Uh, I guess Coach Michael Malone was on a Cleveland coaching staff when LeBron was there. Yep. So they've got some familiarity. Uh, This Denver team uh, is uh, defying a lot of expectations with what they're doing. All expectations, Eric. Uh, and so how well do you think they match up against the, the Lakers? I think it's going to depend on the lineup. I know we got to be quick here. It's going to depend on the lineup, though. It's going to depend on what you do with a guy like Michael Porter Jr. Look, he's good offensively, but defensively, this Lakers team is a problem in a lot of different ways. If Kyle Kuzma's out there versus Michael Porter Jr., it's going to be a problem for Denver. A big one. If, I, I mean, Rajon Rondo at the point guard, he's been vintage Rondo, honestly, throughout these playoffs, which is... Uh, which has been good to see him back to that form. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever play the game, um, or the second best, I should say. But Anthony Davis is a big man, is is athletic as all get out. Like, this is going to be Jokic's biggest test to this point right now in the playoffs. The biggest team he's had to face yes. in the playoffs. Yeah. So they how can does send that one big guy after game. another. Yeah. How does that, I mean, JaVale McGee's, you know, he's, look, JaVale McGee is, who knows what the heck he is. But on the court, defensively, he's smart. He really is smart. He has his moments offensively. Well, Dwight when Howard's had a renaissance of a season. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Dwight Howard get a lot of minutes in this one. They're going to send a lot of different guys at Jokic. How does he change his game? And Jamal Murray, how does he change his game while dealing with a different defensive backcourt? I think Murray will be a bigger impact in this series than he was in the last. Because... The Clippers could send one lengthy defensive guy at him after another. The Lakers don't have that. Nope. So I think that Murray – but the question is, does the LeBron James guard Murray, which is a – I don't know if you I do. Know if he would do. I mean, that. you want to expand the guy's energy having to guard Murray and then try to score Jeremy the offensive Grant end. probably yep. draws that assignment. And Michael by the way, Grant's a big problem defensively, as we found out. Uh, so, again, that game is tonight, uh, 7 o'clock hour time on TNT. But – Overall, what have been the most exciting playoff games uh, or the most interesting, the, the, the best games of the NBA playoffs so far? Number five. Oh, Jay, start out with number five. To rank. Did you get a chance to rank yours? Yeah, but I don't, I'm no way confident, but go ahead. Uh, for me, number five, Nuggets over the Clippers in game seven. Oh, wow. Just because it was so unexpected and see how they did it. I just enjoyed watching that. Mm. I thought that was a fun game. Uh, just Denver, again, after being down 3-1, closed out a series. Uh, that was number five for me. Uh, we, but we got a text as well uh, from uh, somebody. Ooh, I like the, like the list. Okay, so number five for me is a little bit odd, but I just thought because it made it fun. It made it surprising. How about the Magic beating the Bucks in game one? 
of the Ooh. playoffs. Like just taking, I mean, and not only did they beat them, but they, I, it was a massacre. They were, I mean, they were up by 15 at one point and they couldn't miss. And everyone's like, wait a minute, this bubble does create some equality, like a little bit of no home court advantage. Anything can happen. It put everybody on notice. Ooh, interesting. I like that. Um, number four for me. Uh, Miami Boston game one. I know it just recently happened, but no, I'm with you. It's on the list. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, great game back and forth. The Bam Adebayo block at the rim. Uh, incredible game. That's number four on my list. One one seven seven texted in top M- five NBA games. Jazz Nuggets game or excuse me, uh, Bucks Heat game four. Raptor Celtics game three. Mavericks Clippers game four. Rockets Thunder game four. Jazz Nuggets game seven. Not in order, he says. I love that list Those are great because, games. Eric, it has my Mavericks and Clippers game. Uh, the game four, Luka Doncic's game-winning three-pointer where they thought they had this thing sealed. Am I talking about the right game or am I looking at the wrong game? His game winner. Uh, that, was game a, that was a game four. Yeah. Okay, so Clippers end up getting this, you know, the basket from Markeith Morris in the corner three. Luka Doncic responds by a just incredible shopping on a you know, whether they should have switched or not, it doesn't matter. You still have to hit the shot. Unreal game. Really, really good basketball game. And you got a really great glimpse of what Luka Doncic and how he's going to be a face of the league in the future. All right, number three for me, the Raptors over Boston in game three. Uh, another buzzer beater. Speaking of buzzer beaters, mm. this was Ananobi. An incredible inbounds pass across the other side of the court over a seven-footer. And he catches it in stride, in step, hits it at the buzzer. That was a great game, a great finish. That's Raptors exact, over the Boston Celtics. My exact same game for the exact same reason. Again, that pass over Taco Fall was incredible. Like I don't, the shot was wide open. You should hit it. The pass was amazing, though. <laughs> that in and of itself, yes. Uh, number two on my list is one you'd already talked about. One that we got texted in. That's the Mavericks Clippers game four, one thirty five, one thirty three in overtime. The Luca. Game winner reminded us all of what Sam Merrill did to the San Diego State Aztecs. <laughs> hey, who put out that video of Sam and Oh, that was, uh, who Terry, was that? Terry Camp, I think. Was it, yeah, it was Terry Camp. That's still one of the best videos I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Uh, for me, it's going to be uh, number two, Eric, game six of the uh, Boston-Toronto matchup. Lowry going off. And saving his team to get him to a game seven. That's on my honorable he mention. Did that was everything a great possible game. to keep his team in it. That was one of the more better individual performances I've ever seen. Yeah, 125, 122 in overtime. So good. Number one on my list is the Jazz over the Denver Nuggets, game four, 129 to 127. Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray both put 50 on the board. Never happened before in an NBA game. It was an amazing performance between those two guys. That's number one on my list. For me, it's going to be game one of the Nuggets and Jazz. Do you remember when everybody said, well, you know, it's the Nuggets and Jazz, yada, yada, yada. All right, let's move on. Let's get to the real stuff. And then all of a sudden, uh, Murray has 50. Donovan has 57. And everyone's like, holy crap, they're really good. All right, this is good. And then it just caught America's attention of watching these two guys play the game of basketball, that matchup was the eyes for everybody every time they matched up. Game one was fantastic. As heartbreaking as it was, really good basketball. So that game ended in overtime. Yep. There have been six overtime games so far 
in the NBA playoffs. Mm. 34 have been cited by 10 points or less. Oh, 17 have been decided by 5 points or less. Any chance you have the stat of how many games have had a double-digit lead and then blown? Ooh, that would be I would be interested to see that. There's been a, a lot, lot of, of that going on. A lot of them. Uh, a couple games on my honorable mention, uh, Jazz Game 3, when they just totally annihilated oh, Denver. that was fun. That was, was so fun to, fun to watch as a Jazz fan, at least offensively and defensively. Uh, the Raptors over Boston Game 6, you already talked about that one. Uh, and then Houston, Oklahoma City, Game 7, down to the wire, uh, game deciding. Not because I loved Houston. I was really hoping that Oklahoma City would have picked that uh, win up. But uh, Game 7s, there have been some great ones here in these playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I I think we're going to see another one. I honestly do. I think we'll see one more. I don't know who it is, whether it be in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals or in the NBA Finals. We got one more. Uh, that's going to pretty much do it for us tonight. Don't forget, we had a lot of high school football still on the schedule, even though Ridgeline and Skyview played each other last night. Tonight on the schedule, we've got two other games that you can listen to on the radio. We've got uh, Bear River at Logan. You can listen to that in Bear River Country on 104.9 in Box Other County with Clint Payne. Uh, if you want to listen to the Logan broadcast, it'll be on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. Also streaming online at kvnutalk.com. And then the other game is Green Canyon at Mountain Crest. A.J. Knight on the call there for both teams on 100.9 FM and 107.7 FM. Uh, college football game tomorrow here on The Fan at about 5 o'clock. Miami versus Louisville, number 17 versus number 18. And on Sunday, the Chargers and the Chiefs. Sunday, our broadcast starts at about 1.45. So a lot of great things still lined up for you tonight and uh, through the weekend on the fan. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget uh, to check the Pick'em contest. We'll give away $100 to McDonald's. We'll announce that over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, boy, a lot of things to choose from with the NBA playoffs, NFL, college football. We'll recap it all on Monday. So have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you then.